Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Pride of Detroit post-game show for the PODcast. PrideofDetroit.com, Pride of Detroit on Twitter, Pride of Detroit on Facebook. Hey, you know where to find us. I'm Chris Perfett, the adequate host. These are our post-game notes for Lions 41, Chargers 38, as the Detroit Lions improved to 7-2 on the season. Start out after the bye with one hell of a shootout that comes down to the final seconds of the game in a incident where we just... Uh, Dan Campbell really put his balls out there for everyone to really see, didn't he? He didn't care. He can swing them. He can swing them real hard. I don't know any other coach in the National Football League who, faced with a fourth and two, knocking on the doorstep with about a minute 40 to go, who decides that they're going to go for it rather than kick the field goal and trust their defense. Now, in this situation context matters. The Lions had been going in late in that game, not being able to stop much from the Los Angeles Chargers. The last five drives of the Chargers had ended in a touchdown. Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert were systematically taking apart the Lions defense. And trust me, we'll get to some of that performance right now. But when you're in a shootout, sometimes you just got to stay in the shootout. But again, most coaches would decide, let's just trust our defense here. This is what we need to do overall to win this game. No, 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 no. Dan Campbell decided to go for the throat. He decided to go for the throat fourth and two. And in a phenomenal move, they haul it in. They're able to sit on the ball until two seconds left. Riley Patterson on for a game-winning field goal and nails it straight down the middle. Lions win. Lions win in a game that has to basically be a shootout and basically needs to be played because the Minnesota Vikings beat up on the New Orleans Saints, which means they and the Lions will be probably for the rest of November and into December holding serve back and forth to see which if the Vikings can ever gain ground on the Lions in the NFC North. In time for the two games between the Vikings and Lions taking place in the final three weeks of the season that may very well now turn the division. But while the Vikings were beating up on a Saints team that continues to look worse and worse, the Lions were facing the Chargers. Now, it must be said that even though I think there's a lot of furor to be had about the Lions giving up as much as they did on defense, this is an extremely good Chargers team, and especially on offense. And more importantly, Importantly, Justin Herbert is probably the best quarterback they will face for the rest of the season. That said, Herbert and Kellen Moore, their offensive coordinator, they weren't doing anything out of the ordinary to really stimmy the Lions. They weren't giving them exotic looks or special rollout, special packages for Justin Herbert to run. They were playing mostly vanilla. What they did do is they is Justin Herbert sat back in the pocket, made good reads, 
eluded pressure when he needed to and got the ball out to trusted weapons like Keenan Allen and Quentin Johnston. He just made good decisions, good throws, and combined that with continued sloppy, penalty-driven play by the Detroit Lions defense. It's clear to see how this game got into the shootout that it was. And indeed, there was several chances where the Lions actually could have probably gotten off the field. There was the goal line stand several times that a Cam Sutton pass interference play made the Lions have to stand in their head eight times in the one-yard line. And on the eighth time, the, the Chargers were able to find their touchdown. It's a game probably that is continuing to evince weaknesses for the Lions secondary and really for some of the linebackers in this game, but it's also one of the best offenses they'll they'll play. Meanwhile, on the other side, the Detroit Lions didn't really allow much of a hit at all on Jared Goff, and this is against a Chargers defense that happens to include Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack and had came into this game really trying to put their stamp and instead the Lions were able to march down the field sometimes a lot faster than the Chargers were ever able to do and simply just either hold serve or grab back the lead. And indeed, the offense gives us a lot of good stuff to look at. Jameer Gibbs was getting a lot of looks and not just out in the open. The Lions committed to using him on the goal line, which shows more and more they trust Jameer Gibbs in all phases of the game. And David Montgomery, back from injury, was back on full display. And while he didn't have a lot of work early on, he was able to belt out a 47-yard touchdown run that also featured a massive Jamison Williams block. Now, we talked with Jared Goff after the game. One of the things he told told us and Amon Ross St. Brown told us as well, that that play was actually from was a checked play. The Lions came out in the wrong formation with the wrong personnel and they they weren't sure what to do. And Jared Goff checked out of the play, ran a play they had with with David Montgomery, just a very standard one. And that goes for six. But it wasn't just that. The Lions were able to get another 150-plus yards to Amon Ross St. Brown on the day. They got Jameer Gibbs involved in all phases of the offense. Brock Wright with a touchdown himself way into traffic as Jared Goff continues to make amazing, impressive, impressive throws here. And ultimately, it's what is still still the, the identity of this team to score from anywhere to do anything. Now, early on in this game, red zone trips have continued to be a bit of an issue here for the Detroit Lions, but it was just strong enough, and it was a strong against, once more we have to reiterate, a very strong Chargers team that happens to include several great offensive weapons. Don't let the record of the Chargers fool you. So I guess what this game ultimately comes down to, if you were a fan sitting at home, was did the Lions get into a shootout or are there real issues on the defense? I'm not one to really look a win in the mouth. A win is a win in the NFL. And while the Lions did look shaky on defense, they also came off of a Raiders game before the bye where they were shutting down the Raiders team, which a little less talented on offense, but 
all the same. You you are what you play in an individual game. The identity of the Lions was never going to be based upon their defense. And while they may have started out strong in, in early season efforts, it was always bound to come back down to earth. And the good news is they are going now on a stretch here where they'll play the Bears, the Packers, the Saints, and the Bears again. All teams which, quite honestly, don't have that same kind of offensive identity like someone like the Los Angeles Chargers do. And it's important because at the same time, the Vikings are entering a stretch where they, too, are going to get some very easy games. And in maybe exception being the Bengals, they'll play here a little bit later. But either way, we're in a phase where neither team can really afford a loss as they stare down here. But let's just take a moment to appreciate seven and two. How many times can we really say that about the Detroit Lions? And how many times can we say it again that Dan Campbell's in-game play calling and decision making is still very much so very good? Very good. We can talk a lot about fourth down decisions. We can talk a lot about analytics versus football gut. However, at the end of the day, what you need is context. Both those things are tools. They're ways of approaching it. And I think sometimes when we talk about analytics, it gets a little too far down the path where people just assume you're just looking off of a book and going from it. What we do know is that, and I actually think Ben Baldwin's model was actually against the Lions going for it late in that game, but nevertheless, nevertheless, it's the context in which you take these approaches. And to be clear, the Lions earlier in the game decided not to kick a 55-yard field goal with Riley Patterson and instead decided, decided to punt, which I wasn't a big fan of punting, but I'm never a big fan of punting once you've gone over the halfway of, of, the, of the field. But either way, it's the context in which he had it. Yes, it would have been a very long field goal for Riley Patterson early on. It would have probably been risky because you still don't really know what you have in Riley Patterson's legs sometimes. On the other hand, when you have the game ready and you need a field goal to win the game, you have a decision to make. Then what do you do? With the with the end of the game, when your defense has given up five straight touchdowns, you don't want to give 90 seconds to Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert to start tearing you apart. It was the right move. It imposed dominance and will upon the Chargers. And that is ultimately, ultimately the goal of this team on offense is to set the tempo and control it. And as a last point, as a last note about this game, because as always, I feel like sometimes Lions fans will gin themselves up a little too heavy on the Aaron Glenn hate and like really want to complain really hard about the defense. But we must reiterate once again, the Lions led this game another game. They led wire to wire and never gave up the lead. They got tied a few times, but it was never, never in a hole. We'll have more for you coming here on Monday with the Pride of Detroit POD cast. Myself, Jeremy, and Ryan will go ahead and break this game completely down, tear it apart in and out, and talk about more of what we saw in Los Angeles. Uh, Glad I saw all the Lions fans taking over SoFi yet again. I was there at the game with Jeremy, and let me tell you, it was about a 50-50 split there. It's kind of hard to tell when the Chargers and Lions kind of have the same shade of blue, but the continued dominance of the Lions is still noted by everyone and trust me people are still impressed with this football team 
take it in, man, because you can't really say that a lot about the Lions in the past. And this team is a cut above the rest right now in the NFC and the NFL. And as long as they can handle their business down the stretch, you're looking at something real special come come January. That's it for us on on the Pride Detroit postgame show. We'll see you star side. 